Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we are kicking off our princess marathon with the princess diaries herself. The classic. Classic. I did not. Okay, so this came out July 29th, 2001. First of all, I would like to note that that is pre-September 11th. Yeah, this movie probably would have been so much bigger if it weren't for September <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, that is insane to me. This movie came out before 9-11? Um, and, like, I'm trying to think of the first time I ever saw this, because I don't think I saw this in theaters. I was, I like, did. very small. I remember, I, I remember specifically, there's a lot of, like, random lines in this movie that just, like, live rent-free in my mind, because yeah. I, I was a child, and those were, like, ingrained. But mm-hmm. I do remember, <clears throat> I had the VHS, and I brought it over. I had a friend in preschool named Lily. Never seen her since. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Um, but I specifically brought this movie over because of the character Lily. And I came on the movie... And her mom was like, oh, her name's Lily. And I'm like, ah, that's right. Ah, surprise. Lily Moskowitz. <laughs> um, yes, 2001. I have never not known this movie. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I also, I guess I just didn't realize how old it was. Because like I said, that is so old. <laughs> well, um, this was Anne Hathaway's first movie ever. And she was 17. Yeah. Way to just come out onto the scene Guns a-blazin'. That's true. Made the biggest splash. When was Ella Enchanted? Shortly after this? Shortly after. Um, I can't remember if it was before or after Princess Diaries 2, but it was definitely, like, just, like, following. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also in, shortly after, in Brokeback Mountain. Oh. Played one of the unknowing wives. <laughs> um, the Devil Wears Prada, obviously. Of course. Um, one of my favorite movies ever, Get Smart, with Steve Carell. Uh, Bride Wars. Um, she is a uh, Gary, one of Gary Marshall's favorite actors. He's he's also a big actor reuser. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was in Valentine's Day, uh, Alice in Wonderland, the Tim Burton remake, The Dark Knight Rises, uh, Les Misérables, for which she won an Oscar, mm-hmm. uh, Interstellar, Ocean's Eight, and literally so many other movies that I've never heard of. Those are just the ones that I've seen, and I've seen so many. I feel like my life. And Anne Hathaway's career kind of began at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Just go hand you in were hand born in 1996, but your life didn't start until 2001. I don't really remember anything until I was five anyway. <laughs> so like, what's the difference? She was in like a short-lived TV show at some point before this that mm-hmm. no one's ever heard of. Yes. But, like I said, this was her first movie. And um, as all our movie buffs may be confused, this is Anne Hathaway, not Shakespeare's cousin and wife. Yes, um, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I was in, like, fifth grade, and they were like, oh, Shakespeare's cousin slash his wife, Anne Hathaway. And I was like, ah, what? Can you imagine your last name being Hathaway, and you're like, what if we name her Anne, like, Shakespeare's cousin wife? <laughs> I highly, I don't, well, actually, I did read, like, briefly in her IMDb profile that her, her dad was, like, a therapist or something. Do you think that she's any relation to the original Anne Hathaway? Like, a great, great, great distant I would like relative. I think, oh, that means she's, like, an incest baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, we hope not, but we're, I'm just curious. I feel like, yeah, she's too perfect. <laughs> Do you remember, like, back in the early, like, 2010s when the, the internet just, like, hated Anne Hathaway for no reason? Yeah, that was on Tumblr. I don't, I don't remember why. Um, I remember, like, memes of, like, Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I remember, like, her Oscar acceptance speech was kind of cringy, but, like, how do you not make that cringy? Yeah. 
<laughs> I also remember, I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast, but I'm going to tell it again. Back in high school, Elizabeth did not have photo messaging, and I was texting her about chemistry homework, and I was complaining, and, like, Les Mis was all over Tumblr at the time, so I was trying to make a joke of, I dreamed a dream, my life would be so different from this hell I'm living, but I just sent those words, and I was like, it doesn't work without the without the picture of Anne Hathaway. Sorry, my dad is always, like, five years behind on technology. I had still had dial-up until I was, like, 12. Yeah, but it's okay, because I sent that, and then I, in parentheses, I was like, this is a, a, a meme from Les Mis. I just can't send you the I picture of Anne Hathaway. I was not on Tumblr Hathaway. yet. This is probably like sophomore year. We like, I was like, I just, just don't want to think. friends, and you're like, <laughs> you're like telling me your life is a living hell. I know, I was like, I don't want her to think I'm actually suicidal, I just want her to get the joke. <laughs> I had a dream, my life would be. Anyway, um, like, I said this before we started, this is a stacked cast it is just stars on stars on stars it's true next we have the queen herself julie andrews queen clarice rinaldi queen of genovia you can't just say it like queen of or like princess of genovia it's princess of genovia Mm -hmm. um obviously i fucking love julie andrews (laughs) i've read both of her memoirs Mm -hmm. uh i also remember in preschool mary poppins being my motherfucking jam um she's obviously also maria von trapp um, she was in many other movies throughout her career because her second husband was a director, so he was. she was in a lot of his movies. Not a lot did really much. Um, however, she did voice the queen in Shrek. Of course. Um, she was the narrator in Enchanted. She did not come back for Disenchanted. I was looking out. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, she's in Bridgerton. Oh. She's like a narrator or something. Oh, okay, that, that checks out. I, I don't watch Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Um, and also early in her career, she made a big splash on Broadway because she has perfect pitch. Well, that is until um, a surgeon botched her throat and she could never sing again. But we'll get to that in the second movie. Oh, horrible. We'll get to that in the second movie. Um, yes, next we have Hector Elizondo, who plays Joe. He is also a Gary Marshall favorite um, in Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, and New Year's Eve. Um, most recently, he was in the Tim Allen show, Last Man Standing. He's been in episodes of Monk, Grey's Anatomy. Um, he was a series regular in the show called Chicago Hope. Um, <clears throat> he was also in Pretty Woman. That's a Gary Marshall movie. And so many others that I've never heard of. Um, next playing Lana, Mandy Moore, who we met in the Tangled movie. Oh, that is true. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> I was like, oh god, do I have to go through it? Like, there's so many people who have such yeah, long it's careers. true. I always forget that Mandy Moore is in this, and I don't know how, because I, I guess her just character is so irrelevant to me. Yes, like, her character is important to the plot, but, like, I always focus, I think I just care more about the Princess Iris, too. Yeah, that makes sense. The only thing that stands out to me from Lana is her um, performance of Stupid Cupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also feel like it, this is very uncommon for Mandy Moore. She's not usually playing the mean girl. She's not. She's usually she, playing she is the very sweet, versatile. perfect. Yeah. yeah. She does play it very, she can play it, mm-hmm. but she is normally typecast as uh, the, the other kind. Um, Michael is played by Robert Schwartzman, who was not only, he does not have a long career as an actor. He's mostly a musician. He was in The Virgin Suicides, and he is part of the Schwartzman, Coppola, Nicholas Cage I was going to ask dynasty. that. I, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh my god, wait, he does look like them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other Schwartzman I know is Jason Schwartzman who's in a bunch of things, but they are related to Francis Ford Coppola and Sophia Coppola and Nicolas Cage. 
They're all family. He's there. <laughs> Imagine the birthday parties. Love it. <laughs> um, Josh is played by Eric Von Denton, who we met in Brink. Um, and, the, and then lastly, we have another queen herself, Ms. Sandra O. Oh. Whenever you were saying the queen, I was like, Sandra O, oh, and then you said not, and I was like, oh, right, yeah, I'm Julie Andrews, of course. <laughs> yes, the other queen herself, Sandra O. Oh. I love Sandra O, oh, and I have seen, like, maybe an episode or two here and there of Grey's Anatomy, but I can tell you that that show went to trash the second she left. Um, yeah, I have been watching Grey's Anatomy now. Pre, uh, prior to my other disdain for it, I've started watching it. Anyway, Sandra O oh is my favorite character. Do I think that she would have brutally bullied me to a crisp if I were a character on the show? <laughs> Absolutely. She would not have been my friend, but I love her. I watch the show solely for Meredith and Christina's friendship. Nice. So, um, Sandra O oh was, she was in Big Fat Liar. Mm-hmm. She was Frankie Nunez's teacher who says, Oh, uh, yeah. You are lying through your teeth. Um, She was also a teacher in Ramona and Beezus, obviously Grey's Anatomy. She did some voice acting in Raya and the Lost Dragon and Turning Red, Um, a wonderful role in Turning Red, I must add. The specific part, (laughs) have you watched Turning Red? Yeah. The the specific part (laughs) where, it's just like the way she says it when she is sneaking into the school because she thinks um, her daughter's Red Lotus has blossomed. <laughs> she, like, comes through the window and she's like, You forgot your path! <laughs> it's so good. Um, she was in this show on Netflix called The Chair. I only watched it because she was in it. It was kind of interesting. Um, and lastly, literally my favorite show of, like, the last decade, Killing Eve. Love it so fucking much. I haven't finished it yet, but it's good from what I've seen. <laughs> Um, and this movie was produced by Whitney Houston, because Whitney Houston had what? Taste. Uh, look, I was just tying in Whitney Houston to the end of the last podcast. Yes, that is exactly right. Mm -hmm. Uh, this movie was based on a book, but I kind of looked it up. Isn't it a Meg Cabot book? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The plots, I, like, read the plot summaries on Wikipedia. They seem kind of boring. I'm sorry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Listen, they made it into something, and that's the important part. Yes. (laughs) Okay, shall we begin? Yes. So first we start with some overarching shots of San Francisco. And I will say I love the Princess Diaries theme. The... (laughs) It makes me feel safe. (laughs) Yeah, we see Mia taking her cat, Fat Louie, and this is But then the song changes to... Supergirl. Yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack is so good. As we've said for any of, like, the movies from our childhood, the soundtrack's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she's taking Fat Louie downstairs before school. She is not excited for school. She slides down the fire pole yes. in their apartment because they it's so fucking cool. They live in a firehouse, an old firehouse, because her mom is an artist. And she yeah, she goes into her mom's art studio, which is just, like, covered in art, and it's so beautiful and amazing. Uh, Mia has, you know, like, glasses and thick, bushy eyebrows and giant hair. And curly hair that they straighten. That is very Eurocentric beauty standards. They could have, like, curled it, made it. Just, like, bring out your natural curls. Literally. Whatever. Uh, I mean, like, that's not Anne Hathaway's natural hair. Right. But (laughs) But the character of Mia. Right. Um, yes, mom is trying to give her a pep talk because she has this big speech for school and she is very shy and awkward and does not like talking in front of people. Mia, 
I feel you. Yeah. Um, Sia so, scooters away. She, she and Lily scooter to school. She's literally scootering uphill because she, they live she in San Francisco. Uphill. Yeah, she walks it uphill because there's not enough momentum. Um, so they arrive at school. Principal Gupta. Gupta? 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 Gupta. I think it's Gupta. Yeah. Uh, Principal Gupta, played by Sandra O. Oh, she says hi to Lily. She does not know Mia's name. Uh, Mia is sitting and someone sits on her because they literally did not see her. <laughs> Everyone thinks she's invisible. You also skipped over the fact that Lana doesn't cheer at school every morning for some reason. Yeah, they're <laughs> just like in their uniforms and they're like, go, whatever their mascot is. Yeah, they just, yeah. Um, um, Mia goes over to talk to Lily and she literally says, someone sat on me again. So just to emphasize how invisible she is. This is not the first time this has happened. Um, Lily is annoyed because in, like, the middle of the schoolyard, Lana and her boyfriend Josh are, like, making out. And, like, honestly, I would be disgusted too. That is disgusting. You are children. Yeah, but then Mia stares at them and imagines herself making out with them. And I understand that this is, like, her own, like, I, I it's so embarrassing to watch. I know. Okay, well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, it really, like, it really depicts well how much of an awkward person Mia is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like even like I like definitely also had like weird, embarrassing, just like imagining situations right. like that. Yeah, that I thought were normal, but looking back, I'm like, ew, 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 ew. <laughs> well, no, I think it is like a normal teenage girl is, thing, but yeah. it's just like cringy to watch. It is. I feel like it's a good depiction of like, I, a yeah, teenage I, girl. Yeah, I appreciate the accurate depiction. Yeah. of awkward teenage girl. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah, it's accurate. We need more of it. 2001 um, was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to debate class. Mia must debate Josh. Okay, so it's not really a debate. It's more like one person pre- presents one side, one person presents the other side. Um, so Josh is up. He's like the cool, popular guy. Everyone loves him. He's saying, we don't need school uniforms, blah, 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 blah. Everyone's cheering. Everyone's having fun. Now it's Mia's turn to go up to speak. Everyone starts making fun of her before she even gets up there. She's literally just walking. I don't understand the depiction of, like, mean people for the sake of being mean. Like, I'm sure they do exist, but, like, why aren't the teachers doing anything? Yeah, I do not know. Yeah, so she, like, walks up there, and they're just, like, kind of making, they're like, oh, Mia, are you gonna actually talk this time? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so... We are both, um, quiet, quiet women. Quiet queens. Quiet curl. I'm just, I was trying to do the same thing, but I can't do it with the, with the G. The girl, quiet mm-hmm. girls. Quiet girls. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she goes up, she's very nervous, um, she tries she, to give her speech. She really struggles. She tr- she tries. That's she all does. that matters. She Literally. tries so hard. Yeah. But unfortunately, she runs out to throw up instead. And it's very obvious what she's doing. She runs out and someone goes, cover the tuba! <laughs> Like, Mia's gonna go straight to the tuba to throw up in it. Maybe it's happened before. We don't know her full story. It could be. Um, so after school, Mia works at a rock climbing gym. Mia is, like, so cool. Like, everyone yeah. makes fun of her, but she's literally so cool. She her has the coolest house. She's an artist who's in a firehouse. She works at a rock climbing gym. And literally. They, her and her mom just, like, go rock climbing after she gets off her shift for fun. Literally. What? She's so cool. <laughs> she has naturally curly hair. Yeah. I always wanted that. Yeah, also, okay, so they're at the rock climbing gym, her and her mom. Her mom founds out that she threw up, and she's like, I'll talk to your teacher. Teacher. (laughs) I don't know why I said teacher. (laughs) I'll talk to your teacher. (laughs) Um, From Boston, I'm going to go talk to your teacher. I'll talk to your teacher. Uh, Mia says she'll never be a good public speaker. 
Uh, that's a little oh, foreshadowing. <laughs> foreshadowing. Um, and while they're talking, Mom says that their grandma, who's, like, kind of estranged, from Genovia called. Uh, this grandma has never really, uh, from, like, their conversation, never really, like, wanted much to do with them. Um, Mia's surprised that, like, she's the one that reached out instead of them. Mm-hmm. And she wants to have, Grandma wants to have tea with Mia. Yeah, so Mia doesn't really want to go, but she reluctantly agrees. Um, we cut to choir class, and they're singing Catch a Falling Star. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mia goes, I just wanted to mention it, because that song I always associate with this movie. I don't, I don't really know it besides this movie. So. Same. I don't think it exists. I think this is a movie that exists only in this universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she goes to have tea with her grandma. Uh, she's at the Genovian Consulate. Yeah. Which, I don't know how this wasn't a sign in the beginning. <laughs> But also the part where she starts walking on the grass and they're like, get off the grass! (laughs) (laughs) And she's just like, okay. (laughs) Simply unbothered. Uh, Yeah, so she walks in. She's escorted to wait on the couch. um, And then Grandma, Queen, or we don't know that, Clarice comes down. She kind of sizes Mia up and gives her this locket with a Genovian crest. Um, And so they're drinking tea. And Clarice reveals that Mia's dad, who recently passed away... Uh, was actually the crown prince of Genovia, and she is his only heir and next in line to the throne to be princess of Genovia. Shut up, me. <laughs> A princess? Shut up. I beg your pardon. <laughs> yeah, I love when the staff is like, oh no, shut up means like, golly, you will. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I understand. <laughs> yeah, so grandma's actually the queen. Yeah, since dad died, Mia's the princess, and she can she's the only one who can take over the throne. Um, and if she decides not to, then it's going to have to go to someone else who's not in the family. Yeah, so I guess, like, this country is so small that, like, no one would really know who the queen is. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they know she's the queen. I just, I don't know. I don't... I feel like there would be scandal if the prince had, like, a quote-unquote bastard daughter. <laughs> like, no one knew that she existed. Where did she come from? I mean, maybe the Genovian monarchy is not as scrutinized as the British monarchy. <laughs> Could be. They are not at Do you the... think Mia's dad was like Princess Diana? Oh no, Mia's mom was like Princess Diana and her dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. Um, in the books, it says that Mia's dad is actually alive. He's just like in remission from testicular cancer. But because this is a G-rated family movie, they were like, nah, we'll just kill him. Uh, <laughs> we can't include testicular <laughs> cancer. Nope. <laughs> Um, yeah, and Grandma's like, oh, it's fine, I'll teach you how to be a princess, it'll be, it'll be fun. And Mia's like, ah, no, and then literally runs away. Yeah, Mia basically says, I can't have people looking at me, I really can't. I can't have bring it up. at me, I really can't. I'll bring it up every time it's relatable, which is <gasps> no, all the time. No. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they're talking about how nice Genovia is, but yeah, Mia yeah, runs away, she she's like, runs can't away, do it. And Grandma goes to her right-hand man, Joe, and mm-hmm. it's like, hey, like, look after her, because she's, like, an international threat now. <laughs> yeah, back at home, Mia is pissed at her mom, rightfully so, for never yeah. telling her that her father was a prince. Uh, mom yeah. said that they had to secretly divorce so that he could be with someone else, because she was not gonna be, like, the- She's a free spirit. Yeah, she couldn't, she, she couldn't be in the monarchy. She was not gonna live that way. I respect her for that. Yeah. Um, so we and, don't really know, like, were they, I, yeah, I guess they had to secretly and, get divorced, so they were married. Yeah, and then dad had to, couldn't produce more heirs before he died, I guess. Um, yeah, they wanted Mia to live a normal life, and then they were gonna tell her at 18, but then her dad died, so. 
there's the iconic line, just in case I'm not a freak of an, uh, enough of a freak already, let's add a tiara. They always played that in the Disney Channel commercials. Exactly. That's why it's burned um, into my brain. So Clarice, the next morning, arrives at the firehouse. Um, and she says, if Mia refuses, then Genovia, okay, she says Genovia will cease to exist as we know it. But then at the end of the movie, the Baron and Baroness are like, if they refuse the throne, then we take it. Yeah, so. so maybe it just means, like. Well, they're kind of the bad guys, so we, okay. they would change the way that Genovia is run, <laughs> okay. I imagine. Not like Genovia, the country, like, its borders will. Yeah, <laughs> no. I think they'll just be run not as well. Yeah, I don't know if this is said in the book, but it's. Either it is or it's theorized that Genovia is just, like, a teeny tiny country in between France and Spain. Yes. Like, so small that it, like, doesn't show up on maps. Yes, they do mention that in the movie, I think. Um, so, Mia comes down, and she sees Grandma, and she's, she's just like, ah, no, bye. Mm-hmm. But Grandma's like, no, Mia, like, I want to present you to the Pris at the annual ball. And Mia's like, no. Um, so they're, like, going back and forth. Uh, Grandma's like, yes, and Mia's like, no, basically, for, like, five minutes. But then Mom is like, what if Mia attend these princess lessons for, like, two weeks until the ball, and then she can announce her decision then? Yeah, Um, so Mia agrees to that. Yeah, she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And Grandma's like, keep the secret, I don't want the press knowing until then. Um, and that's when she introduces Mia to Joe, and a lifelong friendship is formed. It's true. I love Joe. (laughs) <laughs> Joe is the best male ca- character in this movie. The By only far. good, uh, no, not the only good, but one of the only good male characters in this movie. Him and Michael. <laughs> um, Michael's questionable, but I was thinking the guy at the dinner party when they eat oh. the same thing like she did. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh my God, the prime minister yes. with the voice of an angel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, love him. Love him. Okay. Yes, we'll get back to him. Um, so Mia and Joe go pick up Lily for school in a limo. And Lily's like, oh, what's going on? And Mia's like, oh, my grandma's, like, trying to, like, make up make up with me now for, like, abandoning me for all these years. So yeah. she sent us a limo. She's like, she's just super rich. No big deal. Doesn't tell her anything about Genovia or the princess ship. Nothing. Yeah. So at school, immediately, all the cheerleaders are making fun of Mia for no reason. Um, she, in gym class, she is playing catcher. Why would they put her as catcher? They know that she is not athletic. Put her in outfield. <laughs> Come on. I will say, though, I love the gym teacher. Yeah. She is very, like, literally, she's still, like, toward the end, she's like, Mia, like, I, sh- I just need you to catch the ball, and then you pass. Like, Mia, <laughs> I just need you to hit it, and then you pass. Like, that's all I need. That's all I need from you. And I feel like more gym teachers should be like that. She's like, you just need to pass, and this is all you gotta do to do it. Yeah, it's not about <laughs> being talented. It's just about doing it. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, and so, she comes she comes back again later to Mia's rescue, and I very much appreciate it. Yeah, so d- after gym class, we cut to princess lessons start. Well, first, um, Mia and Lily are scootering home. Oh, yeah. And um, Lily's complaining, because she's like, my dad wants to take me to dinner, but, like, we have nothing to talk about. And Mia goes, well, at least your dad's alive. And then Lily goes, hey, I thought you were over that. It's been, like, two months and Literally. you never met him. Like, Lily! <laughs> that makes it worse. Just because you never met your dad doesn't mean you can't grieve when he dies. And it's only been two months. It's only been two months. <laughs> and now this random grandmother. like, And uh, the, Mia's literally like, you have a chance to, like, connect with your dad. Like, bitch, I never fucking had that. Yeah. Lily! <laughs> I get that Lily is, like, a dumb teenage girl. Exactly. But, like, girl, you can be a better friend. <laughs> there are many times where this will show up. Yeah. Okay, so then Mia goes to see Michael at the garage about her Mustang that she's getting for her 16th birthday. 
and that's when the band, Michael's band is rehearsing. Michael works in the garage so that his band can use the garage for rehearsal space. So there's girls watching his band, and we get the, he fixes cars, he plays, he plays guitars, and he can sing. He is so hot. He is wicked sweet. <laughs> also, he fucking plays the piano with M and M's on it, and then he like oh. eats them after. And I'm like, that piano is probably so nasty with all your little hand germs all over it. <laughs> and then you're just gonna eat M and M's off of it. Yeah. Um. So Mia's car has some like fixing up to do, and Michael offers to do it for free because it's gonna take a lot of money. But Mia's like, nah, I'll just talk to my grandma. She's like trying to get back in my good graces. <laughs> um. And then Mia leaves, and Michael's boss is like. Bitch, you got a crush. <laughs> you yeah. down bad. It's very obvious. Um, so Mia arrives for princess lessons, and immediately Grandma insults her appearance. Yeah. Um, and then we, we start with the walking, and, <laughs> and Grandma teaches her how to walk gracefully, and this is when she goes, no, we don't slump like this. I always thought that was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, we also learn how to sit. What's, do we know, um, the blonde lady's name? I don't remember her name. Charlotte. That's Gary Marshall's daughter. Mm. Yeah, I always (laughs) thought it was funny, because she's like, we never cross our, 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 um, leg over our knee. We always just cross at the ankle. And so you see Charlotte, like, undo that and sit (laughs) the other way. Um, I was talking about this, too, because, uh, someone else was in the room while I was watching this movie, and they were like, so, like, what nationality is Genovia? And I was like, well, Clarice is British. (laughs) <laughs> Joe and Charlotte and Chris Pine are American, but then whenever Mia arrives in Genovia in the second movie, they're all, like, Italian. I think they're just, like, like European. Yeah, because they're like, oh, the princess of the bee. Yeah, I, <laughs> just, like, I think they just from. tried to, like, blend accents to try and make a new like one, Star but it didn't Wars, work. where, like, nothing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, unimportant. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, so, at home, we learned that mom is about to go on a date with Mia's teacher, her mom went in to talk to him about the throwing up in class, and she walked out with a date. Does this, like, further into the second movie? Like, why is this important? Why do we know this? It's part of the book. Okay. it's. I think it's a bigger plot point in the book. Yeah, I mean, like, it makes sense. That would make, like, kind of drive more of a wedge between Mia and her mom. But yeah. they, they just kind of, like, do this and then don't talk about it again. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, obviously, Mia's not super happy. <laughs> like, yeah. not about, like, not her mom being happy, but about, like, the embarrassment that it might cause. Yeah. Um, and then in gym class, okay, Mia is goalie this time. And literally everyone Again. is kicking the ball at her all at once. Like, that's not how that works. You kick it one at a time. And also, obviously, she's going to, like, get flustered and <laughs> scream when all these soccer balls are flying at her face. And also, why is she goalie? That is, again, a hard... She could kick a ball in there somehow. It would take a while. She could get a goal. But why does she have to be goalie? This gym teacher maybe it's like is part of the curriculum. Everyone, everyone has to be goalie. Has to, everyone mm-hmm. has to play every position. I want to see Lily do gym class, too. Yeah, Lily wasn't in gym class. Maybe she had it first semester. Yeah. <laughs> Disappointing, because I would have loved to see her, like, try and dodge the ball. Um, so, after school, Joe has picked Mia up, and he's taking her to the Genovian consulate. Uh, Mia is in the back, like, changing into the tights that Grandma told her to wear and the heels that Grandma told her to wear. Um, so they're sitting at the dinner table and Mia is tied to the chair with a Hermes scarf to sit up straight. Hermes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I remember reading the click and I always called it Hermes. (laughs) Hermes. Um, so they take dancing lessons because for, uh, international talks with Spain, the way to the Spanish is through dance. 
Uh, so Mia is dancing with Joe a little bit, and then she is dismissed, and then we get a mm-hmm. little scene of Joe and Clarice dance, and immediately Joe takes her hand and says, you've been wearing black for too long. Again, it's only been two months since her son died. Right. She can still be in grieving, but also, the tension. It's true. The but tension. We see, while they're dancing, Grandma's, like, enthralled. She's like, oh my god, Joe is amazing. Like, look at Joe. <laughs> Literally, right. But she's the queen, so, you know, she has to be, like, cool and she chill about these things. Right. Yeah. Um, Lily is mad that Mia can't help her because she's spending too much time with Grandma, but that's because Lily still doesn't know. Lily is just, like, going in on Mia. She's like, you're a terrible friend! Yeah. And <laughs> Mia's just like, I just, I gotta do this for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mia is late the next day to the Genovian consulate, and today Mia is getting her makeover from Paolo and his assistants. Uh, Paolo definitely shines more in the second movie mm-hmm. because... This movie, obviously there's nothing wrong with the way Mia looks, but she has to conform to the um, beauty societal standards. standard of beauty. Yes. And then he, like, takes a brush through her curly hair. I don't know, like, who would just, like, take a brush and go straight through that? Like, that's not what you do. Literally. Paolo. Literally. And, like, he's supposed to be this world-renowned, like, makeover person, so, like, he should see her hair, see the curl pattern, and be like, oh my god, it's gonna be beautiful. We must, like, deep condition. Yes. But I instead, don't know. <laughs> instead, just they just brush. straighten the shit through it. Yeah, trim her eyebrows, buff nails, apply makeup. Um, and so we get, you know, the scene where it's like, Paolo took this, and this, and gave you, and the assistants go, a princess. Also, he breaks her glasses. Yeah. What about whenever she takes her contacts out? Does she, does she still want to read and see? I don't. I don't know. She'll have to get new glasses, I guess. Apparently, no. You just like wear your contacts until the second you fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the next day for school, the limo arrives to pick up Michael and Lily, and they are both stunned at Mia's makeover. Yeah, Michael loves Mia's makeover, which like. Mm, it's fine, but also, like, you should have liked the way she looked before, too. Like, it shouldn't be that big of a change. He did, but he never said anything about it, which I, yeah. Yeah. And Lily just hates it. Yeah. Um, Lily is, like, you, like, look like the people we make, which, like, I get, I feel her betrayal, mm-hmm. but, like, also, she's, she's just, yeah, going at it. She just, just goes like, in so hard. Like, Mia literally starts to cry. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's just like, I can't believe you, like, you look terrible, what have you done? You look like all those robots at school, blah, 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 and Mia feels, because, like, again, like, this wasn't Mia's choice, right? Um, so Mia's just kind of, like, sitting, like, looking out the window, trying to conceal her tears. Um, Joe drops them off at school, and before, before he leaves, he looks at Mia, and he says, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And Mia's like, that's from Eleanor Roosevelt. And again, they are besties, and I am here for it. We love it. Joe is a much more supportive bestie than Lily ever was. I'm sorry. That's true. Okay, and then, okay, here's the thing. So Mia wears a hat to hide her hair in school. She's wearing it, like, fully it's over like all of her hair. hair. Yeah, but why... Why would the people make fun of her for now conforming to the way that they look? It doesn't yeah. make sense. It makes so sense wonder, that Lily would be mad about that. I wonder if maybe Mia and Lily were both, like, outspoken about how different they look. Yeah. That's, like, the only thing that would make sense to me. Yeah. Because one of them's like, oh, like, who looks like us now or something like that. Right. So, like, but they don't show that, which I think would have helped. Yeah. yeah, she takes off, like, she tries to hide her hair in a hat, but then Lana is like, hats are against uniform, so they make her take off her hat, everyone sees her straightened hair, um, and they all make fun of her for it, basically. And again, this is all, like, attention on me, which she doesn't want. Yeah. 
but then, <laughs> so in the middle of class, everyone is making comments, and, Lil- and Lily goes, well, I think it rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so then, like, after school, Michael, wait. I think this is whenever they play basketball for the first time, me and Lily, at the, or at the basketball court. Uh, this is whenever, it's, like, after school and they go behind the tree and she tells oh, yeah. her, yeah, so Lily is just, like, again, still hounding Mia because she knows that there's something that they're, that she isn't telling her. And Mia just gets so annoyed. Not really that she, like, wants to, but mm-hmm. Lily is super annoyed about it. And finally, Mia tells Lily that she is the new crown princess of Genovia. Um, and Lily apologizes and promises to keep it a secret. Oh, wait, this was before, this was earlier. That's why Lily stood up for her in class. Yeah, um, Lily's also very excited by the whole thing, and she's like, you know, there are pros and cons, because Mia's talking about how, like, she doesn't know if she's gonna take over or not, because she's like, I'm fucking 16 years old, I don't know how to do any of this. Um, yeah, that was before, that was before the whole Mia reveals her hair. Yeah. Um, okay, so after class, Mia arrives at Grandma's to continue to learn lessons, and this is where, thank you for being here today, got ingrained into my brain. Um, and then, and then we get a scene of Mia and her mom making the paint balloon art yeah the balloon it looks dart like so much wall. fun <laughs> exactly that's what i said <laughs> they fill up so mia's mom has like filled up these balloons with paint and like tacked them to the wall and they throw a dart at the balloon and paint falls on the canvas it's, they that's really it that's the whole scene and well her mom says that this is something that her parents did in the 70s because they were hippies and i was like sounds fun that is why mom is so cool Yes. Um, Michael and Mia are walking to school. Michael asks Mia to come hear his band. Again, Michael, this is the first time Michael's asking Mia out. Yeah. When, after her makeover. Well, like, and there were signs that he liked her before, but it's just like, you should have made it clear, because she's gonna think that you only like her because of the makeover. That's what I would feel like. Yeah. Michael asked Mia to hear his band, and they put together her car on Saturday. Um, and so, as Mia's like, oh yeah, like, sure, like, that'll be fun. Um, Lily is running to catch up with them. And she's running up the sidewalk, and she goes, wait up, wait for me! And these two people who are, like, in between her and Michael and Mia turn around, and she goes, no, not you! I don't even know you! Which I thought was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Lily is definitely a character for the children for this yes. movie. Yeah. Uh, so they, everyone arrives to school, where the press is waiting for Mia. Turns out, someone leaked Mia being a princess to the press. Someone spilled the beans. So again, gym teacher comes to save the day. She, like, takes Mia. Gym teacher could, like, beat up any single member of the press on any day she wanted to. That's true. Um, she puts her into the principal's office where it's, like, HQ happening. Um, (laughs) uh, Mia's sitting there and Principal Gupta, (laughs) the phone rings, and Sandra Oh gives the performance of a lifetime. That's true. This is where they say, like, you can make the biggest impact with the smallest roles. Mm-hmm. Sandra O oh, put her Sandra Ossie into this role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she picks up the phone and she goes, Gupta. Mm-hmm. 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 The queen is coming <laughs> to Grove High School. <laughs> so then Grandma arrives and Sandra O oh, is like, sh- her hands are shaking, giving the, tea- the queen some tea. Yeah. And then she like, Almost throws this uh, disposable coffee cup at Mia's mom. <laughs> it's like here. Yeah. Um. So we learn. So Joe drags in Paolo to the office. It turns out that he leaked it to the press because he wanted the world to know his work. Um. <laughs> and so Grandma's just like, okay, Joe, like go take care of it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Principal Kepta is still like fawning over Grandma. She's like kneeling at her chair yeah. and she goes, 
What is Genovia, your ma- What is- What is it like in Genovia, your majesty? Do people just fawn over you? Like, Principal Gupta definitely woke up at 4am to watch Will and Kate's wedding live. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, because she's so obsessed with not living the life of being the principal of a high school. Yes. Um... <laughs> So Grandma's just kind of like, oh, Joe, like, go take her and cover some special security protocols for Mia. Yeah. Uh, Trying to, like, get her off her back and, like, make her feel special. Um, So Mom, Mia, and Grandma, they start talking. Yeah, Um, Mia's just like, I'm just gonna have some time to think about whether I want to be a princess or not. Yeah. Um, So Lily meets Mia on the basketball court, because apparently that's where they meet up a lot. Yeah. Um, And she asks Mia to come on her cable show on Saturday. Uh, to, like, petition for some, because Lily's an activist, um, Mm -hmm. and Mia is like, I want to quit princess lessons, but Joe, she's like, I don't want to be a princess, but Joe is like, you know what, why don't you just, like, try it out at the state dinner first? Yeah. Uh, Your grandma thinks you're ready, just give it a shot. Um, so we got to the state dinner where Mia's in her blue dress and her updo. Um, she meets King, not really a king, in the (laughs) (laughs) prime minister of Genovia, um, the one who always sings the Genovian National Anthem. We love him. Um, she gets seated. Grandma enters for dinner. Uh, Mia is trying to do the right thing, but there's, like, all these courses and silverware, and she doesn't know what she, what she's doing. Grandma never covered this in the lesson. Yeah, she picks up a name card to try and read the name. She accidentally sets it on fire. When she sets it down, she sets somebody's suit on fire, and instead of, like, telling him, being like, oh, no, your suit caught fire, she, like, doesn't say anything, starts hitting him. I, yeah. I fuck it. I fuck it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then they, like, serve this palate cleanser, which just looks like, like, mint ice cream. Yeah. Which I, like, this scene I remember so vividly, because I was like, what is that? And what is the, because, like, I couldn't tell that, like, it was cold. Yeah. They didn't really, like, say that. Mm -hmm. So Mia just, like, you know, thinks it's ice cream. She takes a big chunk and puts it in her mouth, and she starts, like, freaking out. She's got a brain freeze. It's super cold in her mouth. And the prime minister and his wife are, like, Oh, you see what she did? We should do that, too, in solidarity. Well, yeah, they're like, let's not make her embarrassed. Let's do it, too. Yeah! So then they're all, like, freaking out. So they all go, whoa, 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 Yeah. And we love that. It's the support she needed. Really. <laughs> so, like, everyone's watching them. Um, and then later, Mia bends down to pick up a grape, which causes a chain reaction of an entire mess. Um, and then everyone starts laughing, and they're all just kind of, like, brushing it off, but Mia's super embarrassed. Yeah. Um, so, later that night, Mia has this framed photo of her dad in her room, even though she's never met him. I was like, that could just be, like, the, f- the photo model, and you would know. Right. I mean, I, she's like, I'm sorry, dad. And I'm like, what? Why are you apologizing? Yeah. He never came to visit. <laughs> yeah. Grandma said, like, she goes to talk to her grandma, um, and she says that she thought it was funny, and that, like, at her first formal outing, she was also very clumsy, too. So, we do, we find out that grandma and Mia have more in common than we initially thought. Yeah, um, Grandma sees that Mia is super sad and suggests uh, putting off lessons and having fun in San Francisco. And Mia, and she's like, oh, like, tell Joe to bring the car around. And Mia's like, wait, I want to show you my baby. <laughs> Which brings stunned looks from Clarice and Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's talking about her new car. Yes. 
Um, they drive to the pier. Oh, Grandma did pay to have her car fixed, so Michael didn't have to do it for free. <laughs> yeah. So they end up driving to the pier, and they play games together. Grandma does an arm wrestling, like, robot game. They take a photo, fo- go in the photo booth, they eat corn dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, Grandma reveals that Dad had considered renouncing his title because of meeting Mia's mom, but he had a decision to make, like Mia. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that, uh... Basically, like, what he could do, I don't know, something about, like, he loved, he loved Mia and her mom, but he loved his country, and so he couldn't give that up for only two people. Yeah. There were more people who needed help. Yeah. Um, so then Grandma and Mia are driving up the steep, steep hills of San Francisco, but Mia doesn't have a driver's license, and I'm pretty sure her car is manual. I think it's manual, so that's why, because it's hard to shift when you're going uphill or something. Yeah, so Mia just starts... They just start falling backward, and they run into a trolley because the emergency brake broke. Yeah, so the police get there, and Grandma has diplomatic immunity, being the queen of another country. I wonder if that's real. Um, But they have to take Mia to the station. But Grandma does her magic, and she butters up the police officer and the bus driver. She pretends to knight them. Yeah. Mia wouldn't get a ticket. Yeah. I, I, I love this scene. I feel like Julie Andrews had so much fun in this scene. Yeah. Like, this entire, like, San Francisco thing. So she, like, takes the parking brake, and she's like, I dub thee knight's order of the rose. Right. You two lovely people. <laughs> And so they're just so stunned and honored that they let Mia go, and they drive them back to the consulate, and this is when Grandma goes, goodbye, trolley people. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also always thought was very funny. Yeah. Um, so at school the next day, the press are waiting for them, or waiting for Mia again. She makes it through, she's at her locker, when Josh starts flirting with her. Mm. He tells her that he broke up with Lana for being, like, a phony publicity seeker, because there's, like, short clips of Lana talking to the press about, like, her and Mia are best friends, which we all know is false. Yeah. Um, And he asks her to go to the beach party on Saturday. So, Mia accepts. She's, like, like, obviously she's still, like, immature to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm just excited that this boy she's always had a crush on is giving her intention. Um, so Mia excitedly tells Michael her plans, and it's like, oh, like, we'll reschedule for next Saturday, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so Mia's getting ready at home, and she's telling her mom that she hopes to get her first real kiss from Josh, where her foot pops. Yeah, and her (laughs) mom makes her explain a foot pop, which is just so rude. I would have needed Mia to explain a foot pop to me. (laughs) I know, but, like, the fact that she's, like, talking to her mom about, like, a kiss and she's not embarrassed about it. Well, also, mom, like, I said this, mom is, like, concerned but not overbearing. She's like, I don't know, this guy's never, like, given, like, looked at you until now. Are you sure about this? Yeah. she doesn't, she's not like, no, like, don't go. Yeah. Um, but then (laughs) Mia explains the foot pop and mom starts, like, making fun of her. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little rude. She's like, I hope you get your first kiss with the foot pop. Yeah. <laughs> so then we cut to the Baker Beach Bash, and we get Stupid Cupid performed by Lana, Anna, and Fontana. The Stupid Cupid, Stupid Cupid. <laughs> yeah. And I remember watching this, and I was like, that's not her real voice. And my mom was like, that's Mandy Moore. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very young. <laughs> uh, so me and Josh are on a boat. They get off. They're having a great time. Lily is hosting her cable talk show, Shut Up and Listen. Yeah, and she's like, Mia will be here later. We don't know why she's late, but she'll be here. But here's Jeremiah, my other classmate, to perform some magic tricks while we wait. Yeah. Um, 
uh, let's see, Josh and Mia are on the beach slow dancing when the press arrive in a helicopter. So Josh and Mia run into the surfer hut to get away from them. Josh comes on to Mia, but Mia avoids it because this isn't like how she envisioned her foot's caught in the volleyball net. It's kind of a gross little shack. She's yeah. like, no, like, I want this to be better. Which, could. Yeah, he kisses her cheek, and then she falls into a wheelbarrow. Um, uh, Lily just keeps getting more pissed and more pissed yeah, yeah, on yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, after, like, an hour, the press helicopter finally leaves, and Josh and Mia open the door, but the press have snuck, like, right up to the door. So they open the door, photographers start flashing, Mia freaks out, and all yeah, the press are they, like... they tell him to kiss her. They're like, kiss her, kiss her. So he does... So he forces a kiss onto Mia. Yeah. Mia has to hit him in the head with her flip flop to yeah, get him off. Her. Literally, she Which runs is away. So traumatizing. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, and so Mia runs away, and uh, she's like running toward the beach to grab her clothes. She's in like her swimsuit she had changed from her jeans earlier. Yeah, and Lana, Lana, Anna, and Fontana, Lana. Because, like, remember Josh broke up with Lana. Yeah. So she's like, oh, like Mia, like we'll help. Like Josh sucks. Like we want to help you, which. I can see, like, why she would believe them because of that. So she's well, like, and also, this is a very stressful situation. Yeah. Like, she's just trying she's in, to get like, out of it. flight mode. Yeah. Um, so, like, oh, like, we have your clothes. Like, get into, the, get into this changing tent. Like, we'll keep guard. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So they give her her clothes, and they, um, but then they end up leading the press toward the tent and knock the tent over while she's changing. A minor. Um, all of these adults could get arrested for child pornography. Yeah, she is a minor. She is 15. Yeah. Um, so obviously, like, think, like she's, like, wrapped in a towel or whatever. And she yeah. just starts screaming because, like, everyone, like, enclosed on her. There's photographers everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then my queen, the gym teacher, comes in again and, yeah. like, holds Mia and, like, helps her run away. Yeah, and the unsung like, hero. She is a the- minor, you freaks. Yeah, the unsung hero. But I, I, this was 2001. We were not treating minors like children. Yeah. Well, we still aren't enough. I but- was. I was a child. Yeah. Y'all weren't, you pervy pervs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that night, Mia's crying to mom. Mm-hmm. She's very um, upset. She's embarrassed. Yeah, grandma's reading the front page uh, the next day. Um, and she's she, very disappointed. Grandma's not happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, I think you're making a wise decision to give up the job. Like, bitch! Yeah. Um, but she's like, but you should still come to the ball and make your announcement. Yeah, she's like, you're still family, even if you aren't the princess, and you should come to the ball. Yeah, so Mia leaves, and Joe enters. And Joe is like, hey, bestie. <laughs> this is what actually happened at the beach party. Hey, um, Mia is 15, and those kids, uh, bullied her and took advantage of her. And reminder, you're not just the queen, you're also her grandma. Like, yeah. take a step back. Yeah. Again, Joe is the best bestie a girl could have. Yeah. <laughs> um, at school. Oh, every- and then I also just want to say that um, Joe also said that he has no doubts in Mia's capabilities to be princess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so next day at school, everyone's making fun of Mia. Uh, Mia le- meets Lily on the basketball court. Lily is obviously super pissed for not only ditching her show, but also standing up Michael. Mm-hmm. And this is where she says, I was there all night with Jeremiah going, pick a card, pick a card, pick a card. <laughs> that right there, I don't know why. <laughs> But I have never forgotten it. <laughs> um, they fight a bit, and Mia reveals that she's going to give up to Throne. And Lily all of a sudden is like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> like, Lily! <laughs> well, from the beginning, she's kind of been pro-Mia being a princess. Yeah, but she, she hasn't been the nicest about it. Well, yeah, but basically she's like, it's a miracle. Like, you have this power, and she's like, like, how I'm many teenage to, yeah. girls have power? She's like, I tried to make a difference. My cable show was only watched by 12 people, including your mom. And... 
and the Queen of Genovia. She was watching the show. Yes. She saw a little <laughs> scene of that. <laughs> uh, she's like, I lashed out because I was jealous of how popular you are, but, like, you can make a real difference. And Mia's like, well, what if you just, like, come to the ball with me? And they make up. Yeah. Um, so, we, we're back in gym class again. Mia's up to bat. And, again, the coach is encouraging her. She's like, Mia, all you gotta do is hit the ball. Yeah. That's all you got. Um, so Mia does end up hitting, people it's because are like, people are laughing at her, Josh is laughing at her, and that's the final straw, she's like, this fucking yeah. bitch. Mia hits the ball, and it goes, it's supposed to go straight into Josh's crotch, but they can't, apparently standards wouldn't let them show that in a G-rated movie, so it hits him, like, in the lower stomach, very <laughs> obviously. Yeah. That's what I always thought, I was like, oh, it hit him in the stomach, but I was looking at the IMDb trivia, and it's like, oh, it's supposed to be in his crotch, but... They wouldn't, they couldn't show that. Well, they have him, like, bend over after and stuff, too, so yeah, I just I was like, oh, I guess it's just, like, a really hard ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Mia gets a home run, uh, because Josh can't get up. Mm-hmm. And again, I also like, um, that as, uh, Josh is on the ground. So, like, cheerleaders are also cheerleading during gym class. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I guess that's how they get around having to, like, actually play the sports and stuff. They just yeah. get to cheer instead. Um, so as Josh is crumpled over on the ground, Lana goes, like, hi, child. Like, I'm glad that they didn't get back together. Yeah. Um, which doesn't really, like, make a difference to the plot. I just really liked that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, later that day, Michael comes to Mia's house to drop off her car. Mia is unknowingly wearing a pore strip on her nose. I did not know what that was when I was a child. Yeah. I was very confused. Because <laughs> then Michael's like, you have this on your nose. She takes it off. And she's like, ow! And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Uh, Michael's, uh, Mia's trying to be nice and invite him to the ball, but Michael's still mad. Yeah. Um, Lily, this movie cuts a lot. Lily, the next day, is holding a demonstration at school. Mia waits next to Jeremiah while eating an ice cream cone, and Lana starts making fun of them, and Mia, like, basically starts yelling at her. She's like, Lana, just shut up! And they stand up, and Mia, um, sticks her ice cream cone all over Lana's uniform, um, and that's when they start, Lana got coned, Lana got coned. <laughs> well, yeah, and Mia's like, I may always be a freak, or she's like, I may not always be a freak, but you will always be a jerk. Hell yeah, and then Lana screams for Principal Gupta, she's like, look what she did! <laughs> Principal <laughs> Gupta, who was just, like, having lunch, she's like, oh, sorry, dear, I was in a meeting, send it out for dry cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> we she doesn't do anything, her. we love we her. We love her! Yeah. Um... So, Grandma comes to the house and gives Mia a diary from Dad for her birthday. The locket that she gave Mia earlier is the key. Mm -hmm. Um, Grandma apologizes for the criticism, and she's like, I think you would make a pretty good princess. And Uh, she's leaving after the final ball. So, like, whatever happens, like, this decision needs to be made. Yeah. um, And Mia's like, "Mm, I'm too afraid to disappoint anyone. Yeah. Relatable. Um, and Grandma's like, okay, but you gotta, like, formally renounce your title to the press at the ball, which means make a speech. Yeah, so... biggest fear. Right. She's immediately nervous about the public speaking, but Grandma's like, it'll be fine. Um, and then she says that, first and foremost, she's her granddaughter. Like, the princess and the Genovia part doesn't matter as much. Uh, yeah, so then, uh, Grandma's like, oh, like, Joe will be here at whatever time to pick you up. And Mia's like, no, like, my mom's gonna drive me to the ball, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, so then Grandma leaves, and Mia immediately starts packing her stuff. Uh, she's going to run. We briefly hear her tell her cat that she's gonna go to Colorado just to climb some real rocks. Mm -hmm. Um, she opens up a diary, and this envelope falls out. She doesn't see it at first. 
And we cut to um, the ball, like the beginning of the ball, where Mia's mom has arrived and says that Mia's waiting for Joe at home, but Joe is already there. She's and lied Joe, to both of them. Joe, the bestie that he is, he's like, I know my girl, she's going to run, I'm going to go get her. Yeah. Um. So then Mia sees the envelope, it's a letter from dad. And really nothing, like he says, is that important. I will say, though, the voice and this, the clip of the man writing the letter, that's Anne Hathaway's actual father. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's just like, happy birthday, Mia, you're going to do great things. Love you. Yeah, he's like, I loved you and your mom very much, and I think of you guys often. Um, yeah. Yeah, so then that causes Mia to change her mind. So she starts um, making her way to the ball in her jacket and jeans, but it's, like, pouring down rain, mm-hmm. and her car uh, won't start, and the roof won't come up. Um, she sent the iconic uh, pizza to Michael that ha- he's like, I didn't order pizza, and the pizza's like, it's paid for, here you go, and it has sorry written in M&M's, which would be gross, but yeah. cute for the movie. Yes. Um, Michael checks his watch. What's he doing? He, okay, he, like, raises his arm to... Uh, like, pull his sleeve down to check his watch. I didn't know that that was a thing because I didn't wear a watch when I was five. Mm-hmm. So I was like, did he, like, grab? Like, what did he just grab? I'm so confused. <laughs> um, the queen officially arrives at the ball, um, but Mia can't get her car up the hills of San Francisco, and then it stalls. If Mia doesn't arrive in ten minutes, then the queen will have to make the announcement. announcement. Just as Mia gives up, that's when Joe arrives. Uh, and so the queen starts the speech, and she's about to say that Mia has given up the throne when Mia arrives. Uh, Mia takes the podium. She is in her jeans. She's soaking wet. She's in a jacket. Um, and she starts making her speech. She stumbles a little bit in the beginning, but she finds her stride because she can, because she's a princess. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, I'm not scared because my dad helped her. Um, she's like, I have spent like so much of the past two weeks like caring about myself, but I think it's time I start caring about other people. And what better way to do that as Princess of Genovia? Amelia Mionette Thermopolis Rinaldi, Princess of Genovia. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. She, she takes had... her title, Grandma places the tiara on Mia's head, um, and she says that Mia reminds her of herself. Um, Paolo is there to get Mia ready for the dance floor. We get the Genovian national anthem from a main man, the prime minister, mm-hmm. which is not the Canadian national anthem, <laughs> although it should be. <laughs> um, so then we get ugh, the queen and Mia entering the dance floor. There's like a big circle of people. They come into the middle. The queen starts dancing with the prime minister. And then, and then Michael appears in the crowd. Incredible. Uh, he takes Mia's hand, they start dancing, and then ugh, Joe um, what's, intrudes in on the Prime Minister and starts dancing with the Queen, because of course he cuts did. Cuts in. He said, that's my- Cuts in! That's what yeah. I was for. <laughs> He's like, that's my bitch. Um, so then Michael and Mia go out to the garden, and Michael's like, why me? And Mia says, you saw me when I was invisible. Oh my god. I still like Chris Pine better. <laughs> yeah. So Michael kisses her, and not only does her foot pop, but her foot pops so much that it turns on, like, the power switch to turn on all the lights and all the water in the fountain. And then we get Beautiful. the miracles happen dance scene. Yes. Uh, you showed me dream. I don't really know you what. You showed me dreams. I, <laughs> I don't need wings to help me fly. Um... The queen and Joe leave together. He kisses her hand. They hold hands. (laughs) The best romance in this Yeah. So at the end, we get a voiceover from Mia. 
Um, they are moving to Genovia, she, Mom, and Fat Louie. Um, Lily and Michael are going to spend the summer with them at the palace, and um, Fat Louie is already used to being a royal, so he's going to fit in perfectly. Fat Louie is the cat. Did we mention that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mentioned that at the beginning. <laughs> and that is the Princess Diaries. That's it. We see her off. on the plane with Fat Louie. She's writing in her time. diary. Yeah. Because she's the Princess Diaries. The Princess Diaries. <laughs> wow. Very convenient that her dad knew to get her a diary. I wonder if he was, like, still in touch with Mom. Because, like, if if this is the Princess Diaries, they said, I assume she already They said he, wrote. like, sent her gifts and stuff on her birthday. So, like, he had to know where they lived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is the Princess Diaries. That is it. I didn't realize how like many cuts there were in this movie. It's a pretty long movie. I feel like I was the like, oh, like one... Mia's in gym class. This is just another way to show how awkward she is. Yeah. <laughs> I think the second one is a lot more cohesive. I well, I think they were just like trying to fit so many things from the book while also trying to make it a good movie. Yeah. And there were a lot of things that got lost. Yeah. How do you? rate this one. I forgot to actually give it a rating. I give this a 5 out of 5. I love this movie. This movie makes me feel safe. It makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> I give this movie a 4.5 out of 5 because, spoiler, I like the second one better, and so I'm gonna I can't give, the give them... I'm going to give 5 out of 5, too. I can't give them the same rating, so. <laughs> but yes, I'm a big fan. Uh, obviously, we're going to watch The Princess Diaries 2 next, yes. so very exciting. Yes, yes, yes. More Anne Hathaway, more Julie Andrews. Beautiful. But this one we got Chris Pine. Unfortunately, no more Sandra O. Oh, disappointing. No, that's sad. Yeah. But we got Chris Pine. Woo! We'll see you then. <laughs> okay, we'll talk oh, about Oh, wait. It more. Also, um, I'm not for sure, but these may be like a once a month uploads because I'm taking grad school classes. I'm not sure. We're still going to try and stick to two every month, but if it becomes once a month, that's why. So. It's been a bit difficult lately. Yeah, we're very busy. We're very busy. We're getting more busy. It's horrible. We're adults. Ew. I don't have time for hobbies. Yeah, school? Ugh. I'm going to school too. Horrible. But that's not until later. Anyway. Yeah. So that's it. Bye. Bye.